Welcome to the Becoming Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools, and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode 27 of the Becoming Witchy Podcast. This episode, we are going to be talking about grimoires. For me, starting my own grimoire was an aha moment for me. It really was something that made witchcraft feel more intentional and real and personal. So I'll talk about what a grimoire is and how I use mine. And I'll say there's no wrong way to make or use one, right? Witchcraft is completely personal. This is just one of many, many examples out there. But First, we are going to check in on the season. Welcome to the seasonal corner. It is almost December. (laughs) Can you believe it? The trees have now lost most of their leaves and it's... Well, it just kind of is. (laughs) This is not my favorite time of year, garden-wise or nature-wise, but we still have some things growing. The other day, I was taking our compost out, and I found a butternut squash, like a huge, ready-to-pick butternut squash. The whole plant was dead, but the butternut squash was still there, thriving. It was very exciting to find. So I've been making some really good butternut squash soups with a miso ginger broth, And we have fresh parsley and celery and salad burnette still. So I've been throwing those on top of the soup. And fresh herbs can really just make a meal. So they're so flavorful. And that's just one thing I'm really holding on to right now. And I'm excited to get to use this bonus butternut squash. All of the tinctures that we've made already. So... We made some really good tinctures. The ones that we made with lemon balm are supposed to be really mood lifting, and it does taste like summer to me. It's very potent, so I'm loving that I was able to pick the lemon balm and make those. But we're really starting to approach the dead time of the year here. December and January are really the time when we don't see much of anything growing. Like I said before, And like I'll keep repeating to myself, nature is reminding us to rest, that rest is part of a cycle and it is essential for our well-being. A grimoire is, in modern understanding, a collection of spells, rituals, recipes, magical correspondences. It's sometimes called a book of shadows, and I think it I think of it as a personal magical record keeping that can be referenced. Collections of spells or rituals in a written form exist from ancient times. Some of the earliest known examples of written spells are on cuneiform tablets, which were used in ancient Mesopotamia. And cuneiform is the earliest known form of writing. And it was inscribed on little hardened clay tablets, well, in clay tablets that were then hardened. And I want to point out that this is another connection between clay and magic, which I love to see. In ancient Egypt, one of the most famous examples of a grimoire, usually written on papyrus, is the Book of the Dead, 
And the Book of the Dead was actually a unique collection of spells and rituals that would help a specific deceased person to overcome obstacles or trials that they might encounter in the underworld. So although some copies are similar, there are no exact copies because each one was purposefully made for a specific person. And the drawings in the book would depict the deceased person overcoming these obstacles with the spells and guides that were written out for them in the book. The word grimoire is not ancient. It's much more modern, and it is actually thought to be based on an old French word that was originally used to refer to any book or writing. And it wasn't until the 18th century that it started to be used exclusively to refer to collections of spells and in association with magic. The grimoire itself is often thought to contain power and magic. So just by having the book, that that was powerful and magical, and you could access it through that. And we see the grimoire in pop culture, like Hocus Pocus and in Charmed, the TV series, right? Where that aspect of the book itself being a powerful object, a powerful entity on its own right, is really highlighted. Some other historic grimoires that you might have heard of are the Key of Solomon, which was attributed to King Solomon, but was most likely written in the 14th or 15th century. In the 18th century France, there was a grimoire called the Petit Albert, which was a collection of kind of practical magic for superstitions. And in the 1950s, Gerald Gardner and Doreen Valiente produced the Book of Shadows, which holds many core Wiccan rituals and rites. And of course, there are lots of grimoires and spellbooks nowadays, sometimes geared towards specific topics like green witchcraft or love spells. There are lots of grimoires out there that are based on seasonal Wheel of the Year holidays. My favorite Wheel of the Year one is The Ultimate Guide to the Witch's Wheel of the Year by Anju Kiernan. I'll put that in the show notes, but it has recipes, information, spells, all related to specific holidays, and it has really beautiful magical photos. There are also grimoires that act as a framework, and you can write in them and customize them, which doing one of those is really what gave me the push to start making my own. Paige Vanderbeck's grimoire journal is a really good one for that. I find her style of witchcraft very approachable and practical, so I'll link that one in the show notes too. And I also think, which is maybe an unpopular opinion, a hot take, but is that the Farmer's Almanac is a sort of grimoire, like a calendar or planner grimoire. It was first published in 1818 and continues today, right? You've probably seen it. They sell it at like all sorts of stores, hardware stores even. It's full of folk knowledge and charts, all sorts of things in their relationship to weather patterns, agriculture, farming. It contains astrology, astronomy, folk traditions, natural remedies, and seasonal advice. Like, there is lots of planting advice based on moon cycles and when it's best to harvest or plant things based on the moon cycle. I just think that this is a fairly well-known and mainstream example of a maybe non-traditional type of grimoire. So if you haven't ever bought one, you should you should give it a look through the next time you see it. The way that I use my grimoire is for recording any of the spells or rituals that I do. And, well, I really have two types. 
one is for recording spells and rituals, and the other is for holding magical correspondences and recipes. And sometimes they overlap, but I do try to keep them separate because I find it easier when I need to reference something. So as a record for the spells and rituals that I do, I think it can be a hard thing to start doing, to start trying to record your own spells. I know I felt like a little self-conscious at first about it. I didn't know where to start. I always find it helpful when I start something like this to have a structure to follow, some sort of framework that I can start plugging into to help guide me. So there are things that I always record when I'm doing a spell or making a sigil or talisman or ritual, any magic making that I'm recording. I always start with recording the date and the day of the week. I also record the moon phase and a lot of times the sign that the moon was in, the zodiac sign that it was in. And you can get that information from an app I use. What do I use? Um, I use moon phase, the app moon phase. I'll put that in the show notes. And the last thing I always start my record with is my theme for the spell or the feeling I had that inspired me to do the spell. So I think that in that structure, it's helping to record some important magical facts for your spell timing. The days of the week have their own magic, as does the season or the month, and so does the phase of the moon. So writing those things down helps me to tune into all of the magic that's available to me and the things that I might be able to harness for whatever I'm doing. It also makes it easy to reference later on, so I can look back and see what I did to celebrate a solstice or equinox, or look for spells I did on the full moon, things like that. So then I'll record the practicalities of the actual spell. What incense or herbs or candles I burned or used, what ingredients I used, obviously what the spell's intention and words were, how I raised energy, any other sort of recipe details like that that will help me recreate it in the future. I also like to use stickers and cool washi tapes just to decorate the pages. Do you guys know Kitty with a Cupcake? She is a co-host of the podcast called Fiber Coven, but she makes lots of fun witchy washi tapes, and I love using those for decorating the pages of my grimoire. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, So that's what one of my grimoires look like, and I don't record every spell that I do. A lot of the things I've said are like, I do a lot of chaos magic things, so I don't always record everything, but if I'm really going at something with an intention, I like to write it down and keep some record of it. Sometimes I'll record it after the fact, but I like to write it in a little lined notebook, and I have more than one because they get filled up quickly, but that's fine. I keep them on my bookshelf near my altar so I can just grab them when I need them and reference them, and... I love collecting small decorative journals. It's a hobby of mine, so it works out perfectly for me. Now, my other style of grimoire where I keep all my correspondences is much less organized. I just sort of jot down things as I research them or use them or as they pop into my head randomly on a walk. You guys know that gardening and plants are a big source of magic for me, so this is where I record all of my personal learned through experience associations with plants, and I record their medicinal and magical attributes and correspondences. And I really like keeping this in a small notebook because then I can carry it around with me, maybe even in my pocket, and just write down things spontaneously as they come up. 
that works really well for me. And again, this is much less organized than I would like it to be. And I have several of them. So at some point, I will probably try to condense them in a way that makes sense, like by category. But I hesitated starting this grimoire for a while. It was intimidating because I'm a Virgo and I wanted everything to be written beautifully and be organized and perfect right at the beginning. But if I had stuck with that idea, I would never have started this grimoire. And I would never have started recording things and learning and growing. So, and I still go back to refer to all of them, even though they aren't organized perfectly. They didn't have to be organized perfectly to be useful. And I can always condense and organize the information at some point. And I never regret having used one of my beautiful notebooks because, you know what, I always find another beautiful notebook that I want to get. And it brings me joy to actually use them rather than to stress about not using them because they're too pretty. I think other people do that too, right? It's not just me. Like I have something really nice and special and just don't use it because you have to wait for the perfect way to use it. That's universal, right? That feeling, (laughs) not just me holding onto a sticker that I've had since I was 10 because I never found the right thing to use it on. (laughs) But yeah, anyways, magic is about doing. For me, the grimoire is a way that I keep a record of all of the magic around me, and recording it is part of that magic. And there is a difference, I think, between making your own grimoire and buying someone else's book. I think it's great to get other people's spell books and try them out, see what works for you and what doesn't, use it as inspiration. I love that. But We all have our own personal connection to different plants and objects, and we all find magic in different ways. So making your own grimoire can help establish your own version of it. It makes it more powerful to you. So writing all of that magic down is just part of the journey of becoming witchy. Welcome to the Rituals That Work segment. This is a ritual for consecrating your grimoire. Grimoires have a personal connection to their author, and this will be a framework of a spell to establish or to reinforce that connection with intention. Just like Winnie Sanderson and the book, right? You want to be that connected to your spell book. So you can do this even if you've started your own spell book already. It can really be done at any time. I did it after I had started mine. And I say a framework because I really think it should be personalized and modified to make sense to you and to your magic. But if you don't have one already, the first step is to find your book. It can be literally anything that feels right for you to write in. I like to find them at local shops and makers markets, but you can also find them on Etsy or in bookstores. You can also just use a notepad if that's what works for you. Or if you want to go digital, go digital. Just modify parts of this spell that will work for you. You'll start by preparing a magical space like you would before any spell or ritual. Call a circle, light a candle or incense, play some music, set that magical mood for yourself. Start by writing down in your book the date and day of the week, the moon phase, and the intention of consecrating and creating a connection between you and the book. Feel free to write down how you want to use your grimoire, how it will 
help your magical practice, what you hope to learn or gain from the practice. And next you'll write in the book, and you can do this on the title page or on the same page as you're recording the spell. And in the example that I'm about to give, I call it a grimoire, but you can call it your spell book or just book if you don't want anyone to know what it is if they find it. But use conviction and intention and magic as you write something along the lines of, this is my grimoire. Its pages are full of my magic and power. And I would recommend saying it out loud as you write it to give it some extra power. And right below those words, you'll want to add a part of you to the book. I've mentioned before, I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I have a really safe and clean way to get a drop of blood from my finger. So when I first did the spell, that's what I did. But you don't, if you don't have a safe and clean way to get blood, then you can use a bit of your hair and you can tape it to the book. You can use saliva, you know, use any part of you that you think will work. You, you can use a digital signature um, if you're using a digital method. You can do a photo or a sigil image. Be creative with this. Use whatever you think will be connected to you to connect to the book. And whatever you use, you'll place it directly underneath the writing to imbue your energy into the book. Finally, you'll use a dried herb that feels powerful and magical to you. Use an herb that has the vibe you want your book to have. This could be mugwort for intuition, lavender for calm, or just because it smells really good, calendula for happiness, dandelion for strength, rosemary for wisdom, whatever feels right for you. And you'll rub the dried herb between your hands over your grimoire, letting the small pieces fall on the pages. Rub the remaining herbs over the front and back cover while you imagine your grimoire softly glowing with the power of the herb. You can then close your ritual space and compost, burn, or bury any herbal remnants. Welcome to the episode draw. This week we're drawing from the Wild Whiskers Oracle because I haven't used it in a while. And we're going to shuffle and draw. We got the warrior wolf, intelligence, instinct, protection, fierce hunter and protector, be the guardian and guide of my journey. Ooh, so maybe all embody the warrior wolf, let it guide and protect us on our journeys. I hope you all have a great two weeks and I will see you next time on the Becoming Witchy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes where you can find the Bramble and Brimstone Instagram where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast and we so appreciate your support. This podcast is recorded on the stolen homelands of the indigenous Hopewell, Adena, Shawnee, Miamia, and Osage people who cared for this land before their forced removal and who continue to live here today.
The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for medical advice.